for me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like you're up against the world? Like you wanted something so bad and then it actually happened, but it, in reality it's just not as great as you imagined it. <laughs> yes, actually. America was my mountain. Your father and I dreamed so much of coming here. And when we finally came, it was so hard. He worked very long hours for very little money. Ramir was barely out of diapers. My English was not so good. I tell you, I've never felt so alone in my whole life. What did you do? I found the mosque. I found Auntie Ruby and Hamaira. And I found my family and I let them love me. Kamala, listen to me. Whatever mountain you're facing, you don't have to do it alone. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast and welcome to this very beautiful wedding. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to talk about episode 3 of Miss Marvel and then if we have time, touch on the boys. And before we leave, I'm going to give my guest a little assignment ahead of ne- next week's episode. Goodness, okay. And joining me for all of this, she's finally returned him after a hundred years in another dimension. <laughs> it's Farida! Hi! everyone again i'm back to the cold terrible streets of london excited to talk That's about rude. this marvel um, <laughs> it was very sunny the other week and i, I didn't like it at all so uh, excuse me mr i'm from nigeria yeah it doesn't matter that's why i ran away from nigeria because i don't <laughs> like the, i don't like the heat wow. ran away here and then the heat followed and the heat here is worse look don't let, don't let me get into this thing like i've done this on the podcast before i hate the summer here i hate summer in general i hate the sun it's like, look. No. Yeah. Super no. Super fragilistic mm-hmm. no. The sun here. Summer just has great PR. It just <laughs> has great PR. People need to, like, start speaking their truth. Like, anyways, lesson. And um, don't, don't, don't get me started, please. Anyways, guys. You love your long coats and boots. That's what you give. That's why you like winter. What does that mean? <laughs> I feel like you're stereotyping me, and I do not like that very much. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll let you on my play with it. <laughs> okay just <laughs> choosing violence and start this episode guys welcome back if you're following miss marvel and enjoying it welcome back to this episode um if you're new to this episode hello please to everyone new and old please if you haven't please rate and review us on either apple Podcasts or spotify and follow us on whatever platform you're listening on on all the platforms um if you have any friends that watch tv shows or the movies that we talk about please tell them about the podcast just Speak about this podcast favorably. We're just trying to let people know. And yeah, and like I said, we're going to we'll have a bit talk about this episode. So I'm just going to go straight into it. And I'm going to talk about Miss Marvel with Farida. Yes. Um, episode three, titled Destined, written by Freddie Cyborn, AC Bradley, and Matthew Chauncey, and directed by Mira Minnan. Um, so you got what you wanted, or at least all the things you wanted in this episode. You got another big middle finger to the British, which I'm sure... I loved it excited so you. much. 
Um, and also a very quick face to heel turn for Cameron's mom. So, like, what do you think of this episode? Since it checked off your list. So, I really, really love this episode. Like, as a Muslim, the mm-hmm. fact that she's fighting Jin, crazy. <laughs> it's actually insane. When she, mm-hmm. when the, um, can't remember her name now, Bad Mummy was like, Bad oh, where the Jin. I said, what do you mean you're the Jin? That's crazy. You don't even, like, all Muslims who are hearing me now will understand how crazy it is. You know when she said that, wow, that's like, I'm fighting my childhood nightmares. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's actually mind-blowing. I also knew they were bad because they were laughing too much. And the way the mommy did her makeup, I don't think it was a bad moment. No, no, it's, like, it was beautiful. She's gorgeous. But, like, it was, like, dark evil, you know? Yeah. I found it so funny that the black woman there had a British accent. I loved the wedding. I really, really, really loved the wedding. I loved how they really, like, put their culture in it obviously because it's pakistani wedding mm-hmm. however it was like very obvious to me that they just picked taisha off the streets because there was not many of our people there at all we saw our mom and dad good that they cut the casted those extras but like there were some black people though mm-hmm. we saw her brother some sprinkles and we saw some other black people i mean but i get what you mean yeah uh what else i like the mention of dr eric selvig i don't know if you caught that i feel like you would have mm-hmm. yeah you did of course you did <laughs> The guy who was from four, I I knew that he must have been someone, so I googled him and I was like, oh my oh, gosh, okay. I love some intertwining. And then at the start, those supernatural evil people, they were giving like Eternals to me, you know that like family bond and being there for, mm-hmm. forever. But I like how they're bad. I don't understand their powers. I don't know if they're just really strong people or just really good fighters. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have powers. Maybe they can, yeah, good fighters and can control objects. I don't think they have like powers, powers. Dead. Also, um, I really liked Noor. Like, obviously, as a Muslim, I know what Noor means. But when they mentioned it, I was like, oh my gosh, light. And then, they, yeah. It's just, it's just so important and it's just so powerful. I think Miss Marvel is just so powerful, so important, so impactful, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Kamala is like such a classic heroine, like archetype, in the sense that she's just a good person who wants to do good and she's like a bit silly and she's just like a. Mm-hmm. You know, like they usually give this to boys. I'm actually really happy that she just gets to be like, not slightly dumb. I wouldn't call her dumb, but like just doing her best. I mean, she's a teenager. She's like, she's dumb in the way teenagers are dumb, I guess. Mm, she doesn't really be, she doesn't really be that dumb. Like she's optimistic. She's hopeful. Mm-hmm. Kind of like another neighborhood teenager. I thought you were going to say it, Spider-Man. A bridge. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Just a bridge away. Like, yeah. Anyway. Um, before we, I, I don't want to finish all the notes you have. <laughs> we'll talk about Jane yes. in a bit because I, no, we'll talk about Jane in a bit. I'll, I'll get to that. Um, but just like, the, I don't know. I think the things I wanted, I said I quote unquote wanted, I mean, Nakia found out, which was, which was nice. And she continues to be great, which again, like I said, would make her, her heel turn in episode five very depressing to me. But let's not talk about it. <laughs> Um, what did you think when your Department of Damage Control agent walked into the mosque with her shoes? When she put, I was like, "You tell her." I was just that stupid woman. I keep what's her name? Danica? Is it Danica? Dana? Diva? I think. Diva. Dina. 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 Mm. Stupid woman. I was so happy that they finished her. Also, 
really dumb of her to not have gotten a search warrant because I think it must have been really easy to get a search warrant. Yeah, but she probably thought that like she could just do it. That they were stupid and she's yeah, smart. White privilege. Stupid. Yeah. That she if could I just do it without it. If I catch her outside. I'm okay, let's There's no Alien Moya head. Moya. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what you thought, how you felt about that. I was so sad. I was so mm. sad. You know, Sorry. he's so charming. I just like, he's a scene stealer, but yeah. Okay, let's talk about the episode and some things. The episode. I mean, like you mentioned the beginning of the episode, which starts very clearly with British occupied India. Which, um, that whole scene. I mean, there are a few Easter eggs hints there. I don't know how you would call them. I mean, once I see a blue blue arm or a blue person, your mind goes to Cree and knowing Kamala's origins in the comics as an inhuman. I'm interested to see how they they intertwine all that because. That arm is not blue for no for no reason. Actually, I can talk about this now because it's interesting because it goes to the thing about the Jane and the No and all those things. Like I've mentioned this on previous episode, but not knowing anything about Miss Marvel in the comics or her, her history is very interesting because, like, I'm watching this probably the way a lot of people watch phases one, two, three. Like, I know nothing. I can't even like theorize. Like. A word that is meant to mean something to the comics people means nothing to me. Like <laughs> when they call themselves the um Clandestine. The Clandestine, yeah, right. Obviously that means something to people in the comics. I'm just like that's nice. To me, I was like, that's a clear hint. I was like, come on, you can't trust these people. First of all, they were exiled from their dimension and then they're the clandestine. That's not a good one. But anyway, she's young, she's stupid. Like Things like that don't mean anything to me. So it's very interesting watching. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, obviously, after this, I'll probably go on a deep dive ahead of the 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 Marvels movie. But like, it's just watching, just knowing how origin story, just how the MCU wants to teach me, is very interesting because like, I don't know all these hints, I don't know all these clues. But obviously, some clues I can pick up are like Blue Arm Cree, and then I don't know if you cut this, but the um the Ten Rings uh, on the floor. No. Which so at the beginning in the when they're picking up the bangle, there's a drawing, I don't know, incision of the Ten Rings, like the actual, the logo from Shang-Chi there. So I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, that maybe that explains why, obviously, in the post credit scene of Shang-Chi, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel is there, talking about, like, this is so old and everything. So that, that could be a way that those things connect. Well, like, there has to be a connection there. But let's um let's quickly talk about the gin. So I've seen varying opinions, I guess is the best way to put it. Like people are like, it's a bit um, iffy, I guess, to use like the gin here as because I'm, I'm assuming she's not going to be like a gin in the end, or even part gin or whatever. Maybe her mom was trying to fight them, or they like I, I'm assuming she's going to be clearly a good person. When this is all said and done after episode six, um, but what do you think about using this as part of our origin story? Obviously, kind of replacing or maybe adding to the inhuman thing from the comics. So the thing about Jin that I should say is that they're not good or bad. Like mm-hmm. they're just existing, like how humans are existing in Islamic folklore. Oh, okay. So Aisha was obviously a Jin. Because they were from the same place, going home, etc. So I guess that is interesting to know if Aisha is also was also evil. Is evil? Did she die? Surely she must have died, or did she go? I think she's still alive. I'm pretty sure. She, I'm not pretty sure, she but should. I feel like she's still be alive. Me too. 
So because because the girl age, I think we'll still see her. I also can understand people's hesitation or criticism of using Jen as well because it's quite a religion-based concept. Even though it's also pre-Islamic, but it's also there is like mm-hmm. Islamic no stories. What's the word I'm looking for here that would suit? Part of the religion speaks about jinn, so I can understand people okay. being rather sensitive towards it and how they deal with it. I, but I understand the writer's room sitting down and saying, how do we make this story as a culturally authentic? Reclaiming it, essentially. Yeah. I think, it was, I think it's cool, but I'm not the... I do never want to speak for every Muslim ever in the world. I'm only speaking for myself. Well... Why do you think you're on this podcast? You're here to speak about for every Muslim. Every, no! Like that is your job. Um, <laughs> no, no, no I, underst- I understand what you mean, and I think I can I can see the appeal from the writers' room. Like you said, they're like, okay, look, these stories in Marvel comics have been written by white men, illustrated by white men. Like so, like how do we reclaim this story in a way that is uh, representative of our community and? tells the truth like they've done before like the good i, I didn't know the gym were good, good and bad i thought they were all always just seen as bad in, in mythology so that could be an interesting way to maybe she's only seen or heard of the gym as the boogeyman and and she gets to hear of their multitudes and their different sides and maybe aisha is was one who was against them and maybe she tries to fight them and then they kill they try to kill her or whatever i don't know but i think like all things just we always have to give them the rope and just see how they land it. Like, what happens in episode six? Do they mess it up? Do they... I think they will be respectful. It's just, would they be good or accurate? I don't know. I do trust the writers, though. I do. Um, and they can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the premise of doing the show in the first place, there there's going to be some gray, some complications, some things that people won't always be happy about. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to add that the imam being seen as like a good spiritual leader, but also a good person was really actually important to me because I haven't seen that often. Maybe because I'm not just like reading and watching as much as I should, but like I usually see pastors being portrayed as, you know, mm-hmm. very zen, very like, Wisdom, very Yudaish. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm going to shout out Rami again, which I guess goes to your point about the death of like Muslim stories because it's, it's, it's the show I keep going back to. <laughs> but uh, Mahashala Ali plays a an imam in the second season. Really? And he's, he's very good. He's very good in the role. The imam is very good. It's like, so again, another reason for you to go watch. Rami. Yeah, I'm going to watch Rami. Somebody else told me to watch Rami as well. So. Well, hopefully, we're not just stereotyping. Like, oh, you're Muslim. Go watch Rami. I hopefully hope not. That's, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I don't know. Um, no, yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, I like that they're showing the entire community as a community and as different sides. And I didn't even know that the line, good is not what you are, is what you do. I didn't know that was from the comics. I, I think that's kind of like her. Sorry to compare her to, to a white boy again, but that's her, like, with great power comes, must always come with responsibility line. I, I didn't know that it was so essential to her, her character development. So that was nice to see. And I liked, 
the delivery. I like I like the performance from that actor. So how does she convince everyone that she's good? Good. It's not a thing you are, Kamala. It is a thing you do. And what's a beautiful thing to say as well. I, I was snapping my fingers. It was very like nice to hear. I was thinking about that line and You're going to ruin my dreams. No, 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 no. I was just thinking from the point of the writer's room. I think it's one of those things where it's five seconds, it's two lines. But it might have taken them like four days to like agree on using that line. Because type of thing where I think you just have to like make sure because it's so pivotal and it's gonna mean so much to put the character and the audience. Just make sure like it checks out, like everybody agrees with it. Like no one is rolling their eyes at it. Like it makes sense from all angles. Like it makes sense when you're awake. It makes sense when you're drunk. It's just like <laughs> it's one of those things that like it's almost negligible, but also just carries so much weight. And I was like, these guys must have thought about this for so long. Speaking of conversations, this show, this episode has two very big conversations, one between Maniba and Kamala and one between Yusuf and Amir. Which one of them did you cry for? A man has one fundamental choice in life, to live a life in fear or love. The man who chooses love chooses Junoon, passion. He chooses faith, courage. You, you wear a shalwar kameez every day on the street. You are about to stand in front of God and your family and commit to the love of your life. You are brave, my son. Because you have chosen family. MashaAllah. And the man who chooses family is never alone. So. The Amir one, I was making fun of him. I can't lie. I said, you want to marry with $700 uh, in your account? You're not a serious person. Wow, he's in yeah. love, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I wow. said, so Islamically, it said that if when you marry someone, it's completing half of your deen. And I'm not sure if you know what deen means. No, no, just treat me like a five-year-old. Just explain to me like I'm, like I'm five. So deen is like religion, I suppose? Okay. In general, so like getting married is really important in Islam. There's like one a Quran, a, there's a Quranic verse that I'm forgetting right now, but it's basically about two halves becoming. Ho- I I will tell you later, but it's really nice. So like I understood him just wanting to get married. I really love that thing about choosing family, choosing love. I just said this boy is very serious, Sha. So I hope Taisha knows there's only seven hundred. Yeah, no, but it's not as if he's like a bomb. He's in school. Yeah, he's in graduate school, which is really, yeah. really good. Yeah, it's not as if he's just homeless and jobless. Like, he's so in school live, and he'll... So, is Taisha going to live with his mommy and dad? So, I was thinking about that. I have to believe that Taisha has money. Me too. Well, like, I had to just think. Because she has, to, be she has to have, like, maybe got an apartment for them and she's paying rent while he's still in grad school and everything. And maybe her parents are helping, his parents are helping. Because I doubt they would leave. That's my worst nightmare. Or living with your married... My mother-in-law, my father-in-law. God forbid. Scary. Yeah, no, that... Yeah, no. God forbid. Indeed. Um, uh, I can't believe I've gone three episodes without even praising Amir's beard. Because that's... That thing is a work of art. Is that what you want? A beard like that? I don't know if... No, I don't know if... It seems like a lot of stress to maintain. Okay. I don't know. It's like... I could do it for like a short while. I don't know. It seems, I don't even know if I can grow that kind of beard. That's a lot. That's like... 
I think like my hair would stop at a point. Hmm. And I'll, I'll try it one of these days. Anyway. Ooh, wait, as a man, what did you think of it? What, the conversation? Yeah. Um, as a man, like you said. <laughs> oh, no, why did I ask for your opinion <laughs> as a man? Oh, God. As a man, I feel like he's, he's a beta. Like, <laughs> I, oh my God. No, I, I'm joking. Um, it's in that conversation that his dad says you, you, you choose family, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you choose love. And it's also very similar to the conversation Muniba and, and Kamala have. I think, like you, I'm someone who's like, what, why are you going to get married with seven hundred dollars in your in your account? Like I just personally something I just feel like it's a lot of stress. Yeah, but I, I I was very sympathetic to the stress he was going through and mm. the ordeal he must have been going through. And actually, if like you said, relig- uh, marriage is I mean, marriage is important in every religion, but it seems like it's very very important in in Islam. And then he's obviously someone that's quite religious. And just the fact about his dad saying, like, you choose family and you choose love. And essentially, when you do that, things will fall into place. And I don't know, man. It was heartwarming. It was really heartwarming. It was just like... It was so lovely. It was nice to see, like, a father... Mm-hmm. It was nice to see a non-white father reaffirm his non-white son in that kind of situation. It's not something that, that you see often. Yes. So that was, it was just nice to see that. And it was like, and it wasn't like he was feeling, oh, I'm having cold feet or whatever. Like, I like that he never doubted his commitment to, to Taisha. Yeah. What he was doubting was like, whether he, like, it was smart to do it or whether he was in the right place to do it or how he could do it. Not like, oh, is she the right person or mm-hmm. I could go back on the streets and like chill and everything. Well, like, so it's like, I just liked that that was a different problem, quote unquote, that he was having. And then, Yes. His dad was there to, to help him, and I like that. They'll um, be okay. They'll be okay. They seem like a strong, fictional Muslim couple. <laughs> Not jealous at all. Wow. As a woman, uh-huh. what did you think of the Muniba and Kam- Kamala conversation? Well, as a woman, as I speak for every woman in the world. Every Muslim woman, remember. Oh, you yes. have a lot to talk about right now. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the story of the immigrant's journey and how mm-hmm. it is lonely. I think it's really important to have those conversations um, and let people know that it's not, it was not a smooth route for anyone. But community in the mosque, community from friends just like you who can help you and leaning into your family who you, well, the mission is to do well for them, right? It was, it's beautiful. I want to tell you, like, Little daughter that, to let her know that there's always family for her, it really, like, struck a chord with me. It, it was really nice to see. And as you said, the whole, like, non-white people doing it as well was lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just continue to be impressed by um, Zenobia Shroff, who's the actress that plays Maniba, her performance in this. It just, it just continues to feel so, so lived in and so motherly. And, like, while... Yusuf, I think his actor's name is Mohan Kapoor. While his performance is also quite good, and he's like, he's almost like, I don't think we've seen, or maybe I can't remember seeing like this version of the embarrassing dad that isn't white. Mm-hmm. So, which I think yeah. is also why his conversation with um, Amir in this episode feels a bit like different and carries a different weight because it's the first time that we're really seeing him like go all fatherly. But I continue to like her performance as, as Muniba. She's just like, just so warm. And I believe everything she's saying. I don't, I don't like, I just believe that that's the experience she's lived. And 
the, the way she chooses to say particular words, her, her line deliveries of certain phrases is just, yeah, just very motherly. And you just, you can't, you can't watch that and not see your mother or your aunt or your grandmother or whatever. So that's just, yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about the wedding. Oh, can we talk about female friendships first? Yeah, of and, course. Um, always. <laughs> not always. Come on. Um, the fact that her friend flew all the way from um, Pakistan and did the flights for her was just so nice. And, you know, Naki are coming to tell... Uh, why am I forgetting her name? She's so important. Kamala. Oh, and she won. <laughs> and stuff was just like... It was so easy. I think that friendships are such beautiful, like, powerful things. And female friendships are really, like... The way... Mm-hmm. The interacts, intersects, go together. It's just so beautiful. I love it. I love seeing women on my screen. That's all. I'm talking about the wedding now. No, no, no. I love every interaction those two have. Yeah. Kamala and, and Nakia. And it, it, again, look, these guys are actors. It's acting. Acting is a, it's an art form. But like, again, it just always, I mean, this is, I think this is Iman's first professional acting performance. If I'm not mistaken. Uh-uh. So she went from sitting down to Marvel. Uh-uh, I'm no. pretty sure. Uh-uh. Yes. Uh-uh. You can ask Google. Tell me what Google says. It's like you're correct. <laughs> you're correct. No, now she did one show in 2020. Yeah, she would... It's a short film. Okay. No way. Yeah, and is it the one that she directed herself? <laughs> no, what the, 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 Don't laugh at that. I'm just be like. No, that's is, you caught me. I'm not laughing at no, no. I'm laughing because all this is making it into the podcast, by the way. No, um, stop. Short films are great. I love a short uh, film. I mean, look, I'm working on a couple right now, so short films have to be great. Yes. Um, no, but like, what was I like saying? Oh, yeah, like, so it feels like a friendship. I think, what does she call her in this episode? When Nakia falls on her bed, she calls her something. Squishy. Squishy. And I think it's the first time she said it on, on this on the show. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like the first time she's ever said it. Like it feels like it's the name they call each other every time. And yeah. it's just their interactions, their their banter about are you worried about the dance? You'll be as you're never gonna be as good as me. Or like the the intonations a man chooses to use when she's talking to her. It's just it just feels like a best friendship. It feels like something that like even like, I mentioned it before, but just even the way Nakia relates to Bruno, it, it just feels like this three have lived a life together yes okay let's talk about let's talk about the wedding which if anything was going to make my heart like grow three times more it's probably going to be this miss marvel show really because every episode it just throws you a sequence you're like oh wow i believe in life and love (laughs) and humanity and things being cute and that entire dance sequence is great. I continue mm-hmm. to love Bruno being the white boy that everybody just loves. Yeah. And he comes in with his white, white boy dancing. It's just great. I'm really... Um, sorry to cut you short. No, no, I'm no. really excited about like his larger role in the MCU. I'm really excited. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what's the next like big movie is going to be. I know that really good-looking guy. It's going to be our big bank. It was in Loki. You know him. Of course you do. Kang. Oh, um, Jonathan Majors. Kang. Yes. I know that's the next big bank. That really good for. looking guy. It's, what's more funny is that you knew who I was talking, who I was talking about. What? I mean, yeah. Yeah, fair. exactly. <laughs> and then, um, 
I'm interested to see how people like Bruno are going to fit into the larger because he's so small, right? And like he has a great feature ahead of him. Maybe he'll play with Shuri in the coming days. Maybe he'll play oh, wow. with. Um, yeah, I'm thinking big for him. Honestly. Yeah, you're going really big. I was just thinking again, not to bring Peter Parker back into this, but I was just thinking like he could be he, her guy in the chair. He could be her her Ned, which is like yeah, he's her Ned. More than good enough. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, maybe maybe he interacts with Shuri. Who knows? Exactly. Um, no hits on him. I'm not hitting. I want everything good for our little white boy. Yeah. Uh, was Gabe wearing the little Hulk outfit in that dance? Who's Gabe? I think it was. Gabe is Taisha's younger brother. How do you know that? He never said that. Th- they said his name was Gabe. I'm so sure. Where did they say his name was Gabe? <laughs> you need to start trusting me more. <laughs> Sorry. Right, I trust you. said I should trust I trust you. You need to start trusting me more as okay, well. It's just that they uh, never said hello, Gabe, to him. Did they say that? I'm pretty sure they did, yes. Okay, I'll trust you. Well, here's the thing. I watch, I watch this episode twice, right? Ooh. And the second time I watch them, I usually watch them with subtitles. So maybe it wasn't like, maybe it wasn't audible. I know what you're talking about. Was it that time when she was like, he started dancing and Taisha yeah, said, yeah. I thought she just said, oh, hey. But yeah, I'm so glasses, so maybe I need <laughs> things for my ears as well. Anyway, um, obviously this episode ends with a cliffhanger Thing where we find out that her grandma saw the same vision that she saw, which is of the train. Yes, Karachi. To Karachi. So I guess they're going to Pakistan next week. I don't know how she's going to convince her parents to go to Pakistan, but Me I neither. guess that's happening. Um, Dummy Control have arrested all the clandestine, yeah. including Cameron. So, What do you think of Cameron? Because he's not long-term potential. I think what's going to happen is that he's going to be good. He's going to be her first kiss or that rubbish. And then he's going to be like, I'm going back to London. And that's her heart, her first heartbreak. And then Bruno comes in season two. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be like, I said, I don't think he's a long-term thing, but I don't know. I'm, I was surprised that he went full on against his parent, his mom. I'm surprised that it was almost like they were going to kill him. I was like, ah. Yeah, they were like, look, fair enough. I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, look, I, I've, I've known you for 17 years. That's nothing <laughs> in my in the entire landscape of my life. Shout out to Invincible. True. Shout out to Invincible. Um, yeah, so I, I was surprised that he... So I guess maybe they're really placing him as like a full-on hero. I didn't think that was going to be the case. But that's, Me too. I thought it was going to be a snake. Maybe I should trust London boys. Trust again. London boys more. Maybe you should. I think this show is in a point where I don't want to think too hard about anything I might think I might consider a quote-unquote flaw because I'm just enjoying everything else so much. If it was a lesser quality show, I might think more about plot holes, quote-unquote, or things that don't necessarily work Mm. because everything else around it is letting it down. But in this case, like everything else around it is so good that I can't disregard those flaws if they were even there. Right. Yeah, but I think you can like something and also criticize it. Yeah, no, no. There are probably criticisms to be had, but I don't necessarily want to do them. Uh, okay, if you don't want to do them. You can do I them. I'll make you do them. No, I... Um, do I have any criti- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not yet, really. No, I've watched worse stuff. <laughs> just, that should be... That should just be like the tagline of this podcast. I've, I've watched worse stuff. <laughs> I don't know. In a... Different show, maybe you could focus on the face to heel turn from the clandestine was quick or 
how does Cameron not know about their plans or how did they not have that one-on-one conversation? But like everything else is just so good that like those kind of things you can't disregard. And it's true. There are no points where I'm like, oh, that dialogue doesn't make sense or that's weird or that's too cheesy because it's always cheesy in the right way, which I just like. Mm-hmm. And also, I read that we we also we always have to remember that you and I are not really the target audience. Target audience. Yes, for the well, teens. Are you, are you saying we're too old? Well, I am a beautifully young spring chicken, but you... Jesus, okay. Um, Mr. Young Millennial. I don't know if they were thinking of you when they wrote the show. Sorry. I don't know, I don't know when Millennial became a slur, but fine. Jesus. It's okay. not a slur. You're the youngest um, of your lot, aren't you? Do you have of your lot? Do you have any thoughts going to the Pakistan episode before we move on to vote? Uh, do I have any thoughts? I can't wait to see Pakistan. I googled and Iman, Iman Vilani is also from mm-hmm. Karachi. So homegirl's going back to her hometown. Um, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to meet her grandma. She reminds me, she does not remind me of my grandma, actually. No, not in slightest. She doesn't remind me of even my grandma's. But she seems like a cool woman, you know. I like how she's a bit eccentric. I'm going to have fun with her. I also want to say it's going to be really funny when her mom finds out that she's fighting Jane because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's equivalent of you saying that you're fighting. You, I mean, like anyone telling their family that they're fighting, like, I don't know, spirits or Lucifer or say, not to that extent, but like, yeah, that's going to waffle some feathers. They're going to yeah. strap her in the mosque. They're going to just keep her <laughs> in the confines of the mosque. Yeah, I think yeah. Amre's reaction to that would be very interesting. <laughs> he seems like the, the most religious at all of them. going to bring the Quran out. I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited. What about you? Do you have any expectations? No. 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 <laughs> I, what did I, my expectations last week were what? That Nakia finds out, or my hope was that Nakia finds out and that the family finds out. Nakia did, the family almost did, family will very soon. I like, it's weird. Hey, we can't, even like just now, we can't give any theories or expectations based on like Miss Marvel comic lore because we don't really know much so it's just like mm. yeah i i'm trying to see how 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 did her grandma know about how did her grandma see the vision as well what's going on there i'm pretty sure i assume we'll see aisha if not by next week maybe by episode five aisha. i'll be very surprised if she's actually dead that'll be very surprising i have a tip if anyone's interested not a tip but a tidbit of my life so i was in morocco if anyone forgot and when you pass through <laughs> the streets of morocco as a fine young woman the way they can't call you is that they'll call you aisha especially at night time so me and my friends were just saying aisha 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 why 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 the cat call with the name i don't know i wanted to i'm i know what aisha means by forgotten what does aisha mean it means life so i don't know i think aisha is just like a you just look back because you're like oh what that's yeah yeah i'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about that why aisha that's just like i know anyways okay we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to see what Homeland has been up to. Homelander? Oh, Jesus. I actually okay. have Homelander criticism this, mm. uh, this time, actually. Okay, you, fo- yeah. you found it. Anyway, okay, <laughs> right back. And we're back. Okay, so quick disclaimer. By the time you listen to this, the sixth episode of The Boys, season three, will be out. So bear that in mind because it's not out by the time we are recording. And I'm also kind of glad that it's not out yet because we get to chat about the show before the show to be ridiculous and over the top and hilarious and Hero-gasm. oh my god, <laughs> Hero Hero episode drops. Um, 
What do you think about The Boys so far, season three? Okay, I have many things. So, and I need to write this somewhere, and I need somebody to like, commission me to write this somewhere. The Boys has this amazing ability to be so fairly entertaining and 18 plus and goric and graphic and absolutely terrible while passing on a very um, message of hope, goodness, fairness, criticizing large government, criticizing profits, capitalism, all these things while being so entertaining and not feeling like they're nagging you. And I think they do that so intelligently. I want to be in Seth Rogen's brain self <laughs> when he's sitting down with his writers and they're writing about this fantastic show. Season three and what they're doing with Huey's storyline and toxic masculinity and how you, how would I phrase this? How anyone can be flawed and how anyone can be converted in the right circumstances Mm -hmm. is amazing. Amazing. Because I don't even think Huey knows it's toxic masculinity, right? And emasculation and just feeling like, or this thing about wanting to save Starlight. Starlight doesn't need you to save her. You're just there to be her boyfriend, bro. But you know, he's been watching stuff and like, fair on Huey, they've been slapping him about a bit. He's been very useless. I've genuinely, I've tweeted once and I'll find the tweet and show you where I was like, Huey surviving is the most unrealistic part of the boys. Huey should have died realistically, mm -hmm. maybe like episode two. So I understand him. I understand Butcher because Butcher is Butcher. But I also really enjoyed, because I can talk about the boys forever, so please interject me when you feel like Oh, it. no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just clear out and let you talk about it. You can say whatever you want to say. No, stop it. I need to hear you say some feedback. <laughs> I also really liked how they did the play of Maeve and Homelander having that. Mm -hmm. I loved you in my own way. I always hated you. And Soldier mm -hmm. Boy with Crimson, whatever. And him being Contest. like, I thought you were going to, okay. Um, I was just helping you. I wasn't yes, perfect. you actually were helping me. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're actually just helping. Crimson <laughs> Countess. Thank you yeah. for helping. Mm -hmm. And how she was like, I hated you. And it just shows that men are mad. I don't know how else to put it more than like both of them thinking, okay, these girls really loved me, but you were actually a terrible person. You were probably cheating on them. You were sexist. You were misogynist. You were actually a cruel person. But just because, I don't know, they smiled at you, they thought you thought they loved you. And the fact that that kind of upset both of them, but their reactions were still violence. Ah, they're just, they're doing so well. And it was nice to see Seth Rogen as well. Um, <laughs> not in the, that we saw him but it was also like a nice <laughs> a nice see him what I really love think? Seth Rogen I really love Seth Rogen I yeah. I think I've watched every TV show he's he's done in the last few years um obviously he's he produced this one but um I think the main super villain mad scientist behind this is um Eric Kripke who I think created Supernatural I think amongst other shows um and I just loved seeing him in that and Seth Rogen in that scene because it's like I'm sure they wrote that scene and we're like fuck we can't like we can't cast someone for this like we can't audition someone to just do this scene I'm sure it's like yeah yeah I'll do it like obviously I'll do it I, just, I, I loved seeing him in that um, I've enjoyed The Boys so far I mean I I think like you said I think The Boys is, is entertaining it's always funny it's always gory it's always like so out there I was thinking about this because what do you know about Herogasm? I'll tell you what I know about Herogasm because I googled it yesterday. Okay, um, then wait. Let's calm down. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting you're one of the spoilers, people. Oh, 
Ah, oh, you're so stressful, Farida. You're so, you're so stressful. <laughs> I'm trying Stress, to be sorry. sorry. Stress me out. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'll I'll retract that question before you come and tell me the entire plot line of the, of the comic book. <laughs> I actually was going to. You're so oh, like, yeah, I'm going to stop. Thank God you told me you had, you Googled it. Jesus Christ. Okay. So no, but I remember when, I think when they announced that they were going to adapt it, that storyline into an episode. It might have been after season two dropped or whatever. I'm, no, I no, no. Can I just say, sorry, sorry to yeah. interrupt you. But they told, they said that they've been thinking about Herogasm since like season one and mm-hmm. they were going to put it into season three. So they're as excited as we are. It's been banned in four countries. Yeah, I saw the video you retweeted. Okay. <laughs> uh, from Kripke. Yeah, no, so um, I think I, so I Googled it and don't even tell me if I'm right or, or wrong because uh, you, you are spoilers. <laughs> Um, no, I think I Googled it back then, this is like maybe two, three years ago. And uh, I think it's for anyone who doesn't know, I, I believe, okay, you can tell me if this is correct, but I believe it's kind of like an island where like superheroes just go and do their, like all their sex stuff. Yes. So essentially, yeah. So once I, I think once I read that line, I was like, I do not want to know anything else because nothing I read here would match what the show eventually shows me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, in that video where Kripke was like, it's been banned in several countries. I think he was like, they had to edit out some stuff. So I can't even imagine how much more stuff there is there. So, but the reason I, I bring up Herogasm is because I think The Boys has firmly, first of all, it's firmly mastered its tone. It, it, it's told everyone what its tone is. But I think it's also like, it's clearly said that there is no line. Yeah. Right. I think from the first episode where Aquaman His name is Daddy. forces a, no, yes, I I know. I know. So is that you? Is that you correct to me? Is that you correct to me? Yes, I, I, I had to. Now we're one one. Okay, fair enough. Okay, but I do know it's deep. But my point is going to be like in the first episode they have Aquaman force a new superhero <laughs> to like go down on him. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's like, and then in that same episode, Superman shoots down a plane. Like they were like, look, we do not have a line, right? I, I think. From that first episode, I, I think that's what they've established. Like, I mean, we'll have to see if Herogasm breaks everyone's mind. I don't know. But like, I think it's like the show has established that we don't have a line. And so we're all going to continually keep on going farther and farther than you think we can. But we're also going to always ground it in this incredible pathos and emotionality from characters and also speaking about the world, like you said. Yeah. And also being very smart about it. So I think that's also... They can go that far out and go that outlandish and do all these kind of weird and out there things because in the end, they are smart about the things they need to be smart about and they are emotional about the things they're emotional about and they ground all their characters no matter how outlandish they are in reality. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a great show that I enjoy every episode of. Yeah. I hope it has a good... I hope they are working towards an ending. Like, you know how so... so my theory for TV shows is that when they know what the ending is, the show will be a lot better than if they're freestyling and then like they just get cancelled. So they have to like bow wrap it up. I hope there is like a very bittersweet ending to The Boys. Because I know how the comics end and I think mm-hmm. that would be a perfect ending to The Boys. I'm not going to tell you because you're going to be like, oh, why are you tell me? Oh, would have. That would be the last thing you say on this podcast if you had told me. Like, <laughs> That would, that would be the last thing on this podcast like you'd have never come back on. No. I think, I'm joking. I think with the fact that like the comics have ended, they're probably working towards that kind of ending. Um, but again, I don't even know, like the boys could be a show that ends in season four 
or they could do season six. I don't know. Like it's, it's probably so much material they can like they can mine from. But I, I I don't think it's a show that is moving blindly. But that being said, there are lots of shows that have moved blindly and still just found a way to like the make make it work. Um, I mean, it all always it always depends on if you're casting on your own on your own terms or not. I think, but if you have a general ending, I think you can't really write a show without having a general ending. Oh, but like, for example, shocked. I watched Vampire Diaries. That <laughs> should not have a general ending. I watched Gossip Girl. That show, they just freestyled us. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not really, I wasn't considering those kind of shows. You okay, know, it all well, due respect. Here they come. Here they come, the TV connoisseurs, the HBO Maxes of people. Y- yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another thing to say about Homelander. I have some mm-hmm. criticism. I don't know where else they can take him because he's starting to get repetitive. I think they introduced him well. Stormfront, um, that was good. Now it's just like, where do you take Homelander next? I just think they have to kill him. <laughs> Sorry. I think he's done his thing. He's won. He's like still insecure. He's still a man child. Yeah. Why do you think he's getting repetitive? Because there's nowhere... I don't know where else they can take him to now. I think he's just... The insecurity and anger is... Mm-hmm. You can, we can't have that for like two more seasons. I can't... Well, one of the theories... It's a theory. It's not anything confirmed. Is like Soldier Boy like making him powerless. I think that is great to take mm-hmm. him to. But if they just keep him powerful or like... They make Soldier Boy join him. I'm not as gagged. Well, I would say this though. I mean, the hallmark of great writing is when they take a character into a direction that, like, you just thought, like, you just didn't see that coming. Like, you didn't expect it, but like, it works. Like, mm-hmm. um, do you watch Succession? Who doesn't watch Succession? How do I okay. know who I am? Excuse me, Tom Jerry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, not my, Tom my, Jerry, Roy Jerry, <laughs> Shiv Roy. No, so like for example, when I, I was. I firmly believe that, like, guess spoilers for Succession, anyone, if you haven't, just skip, like, 15 seconds, 20 seconds if you haven't watched Succession and you plan on watching it. But I firmly believe that, like, Kendall was going to die at episode 8 like of I season 3. Kendall, Joe. Oh. When is No, but, like, in terms of what you said, in terms of, like, story, mm-hmm. it made sense because it seemed like that character, like you said, had become repetitive and had got to a point where there was no more story for him, mm-hmm. right? It was like, okay, it makes sense that, like, he's done is he tried to fight his dad and he lost he can't do it again next season right it made sense yeah. that the character ended there but then what they do in the next episode they turn it around by making all of them on the same side so now it's all the kids versus their dad and you're like oh i did not actually see this coming mm-hmm. so what I, I understand what you're saying in terms of homelander but i don't necessarily think it it could end in him dying like this season but i don't think that's the only option i think there's a chance where like there might be another character arc for the character that we don't we don't see coming honestly i thought about him getting powerless but i think the moment he's powerless butcher is killing him like there is nothing <laughs> that's stopping butcher there is nothing stopping butcher from killing him the second he's powerless so, i think you think that, butcher will kill him you know butcher is sadistic he's wicked we'll torture i think him. he will just torture him for as long as he can in every kind of way he'll be beating him up like breakfast it'll just he'll be yeah, sorry. No, but, um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't, I still think, I think my Deadpool will be on, on Frenchie. I still think Frenchie dies this season. I hope Frenchie and Kimiko die. I'm tired of them as Jesus. 
Ah, they're so boring. Okay. You're so, oh, what? You're so, oh, you're so wicked. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Who doesn't like Frenchy and Kimiko? What's wrong with I you? I like they're them, like, but it's time for They're like the one good love story on the show. The only good love story on the show. No, beautiful love story. It's time for them to die. Why is it time for them to, to die? Because it's time, man. It's time. It's like Melisandre and that guy. One, like, someone has to die. Kimiko losing her power. She's dead. I don't know why she's happy. <laughs> as soon as she stopped healing, that's it for her. Especially now that Frenchie is back in trouble with Nina. They can't escape because they'll be found. They just have to die together, like Romeo and Juliet. Spoiler for Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's let's wrap it there. Oh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know, man. I don't know. He wanted to wrap it there. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, what did you think of Maeve and Butcher sleeping together? I mean, it wasn't... Homeland and Stormfront. What to do? It's fine. It's good enough. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I mean, I kind of saw that happening. The moment, like, they started drinking, I was like, oh, these guys are going to sleep together. And I didn't. Wow. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I expected it to happen. I Those, yeah. The mood, the way it was shot, I was like, oh, this is going to happen. I don't like, I didn't have any strong feelings towards it. Like, like it made sense from both characters from my point of view. Like, they can, they both connect on their hate of Homelander. They're both kind of, almost at the bottom of, like, emotional depth. And then they're both relapsing for the first time at that point. So it's like, uh, okay. yeah, it made sense that, like, they would grab the first kind of carnal pleasure they could they could find. That's fair. Um, yeah. But yeah. Any other questions you want to throw at me before I, before we wrap up? No, that's it. Um, I want to give you a movie to watch ahead of next week's episode. Okay, go on. And then we can chat up. Maybe, maybe we can talk about it in the next episode. Have you heard of Good Luck to You, Leah Grant? I've seen it. I actually want to watch it. Yeah. So go watch it this weekend. Why? Starring Emma Thompson and Ross McCormack. Well, I'll talk about it. Maybe like five minutes, ten minutes about the movie. Oh, you just want to talk about it? Just talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you want to talk about it with your boys? Because we'll have an episode coming up. Oh. I'm talking to you next week. That's fair. That's actually such a sharp... You did it. <laughs> I'm happy. Ten I can... over ten. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... But yeah, we can talk about that next week. If you, if you, I just, don't, I just don't know your thoughts on it. I haven't seen it yet. But I plan on seeing it this weekend. Okay. So, okay. Thank you very much for coming to episode Farida. As always, and, it's a pleasure. And welcome back to the UK. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, as always, shout out to my guest, Farida, who came to speak for all Muslim <laughs> women. And I appreciate her for that. And also shout out to my my co-host Jibs Ebuka, Shinedu, and to you guys for listening. Thank you very much to everyone else who's supported this podcast. Thank you to Mo for giving Farida a job on streamer. Thank you. I know. Um, Mo, Okay. Yeah, and obviously join us next week when Farida and I will be talking about Miss um, Marvel. But of course, talk about all of that. We'll be joined by the incredible Arsenal fan Daniel Kaluuya. I'm here. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>